Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. <laughs> oh, Ryan. John, we uh, survived the storms this week. Yeah, we did. Pretty bad. My parents still yeah. don't have electricity. Yeah, really? That, I, yeah. I just heard I just heard at the gas station when I was getting me some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That uh, it may be it may be Monday before people really? get power back. Golly. Yeah. So yeah. today's <laughs> today's Friday, by the way. Yeah, I have a, a friend of mine. Uh, um, he uh, lives in uh, Vicksburg, and yeah. they were without the first the first wave came through, mm-hmm. and they were without for four days. He did not have power, and uh, he sent us some uh, some funny desperate uh, gifts of <laughs> desiring uh, desiring power. So yeah. you know. So it's gifts or gifs. Okay, let's okay, let's let's settle this. First off, it is GIFs. I was kidding. GIFs is peanut butter. What we need to do is you need to apologize to everyone that listens to this podcast for messing up last week's yeah, podcast. Yeah, last week that was all on me. Um bad so, stuff. You know what? Uh, maybe one day then our listeners will send us bukus of money and we can hire a professional <laughs> producer. Uh, but until then, every yeah. you know, every uh, what stinks uh, is that every time we do like a episode that I think this is going to be fantastic, this is good stuff. The quality is bad because yeah. my and that's self, all on you. That's all on me because John doesn't know how to do that stuff. So, <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> so today, the quality will not be as no, the quality will be good. The, qua- the, the quantity, the, no, no. Uh, the content, the listening will be good. Yeah, the content will not be that good. So. <laughs> All right, now since the bar is set pretty low, if we do good, then people are like, oh, okay, wasn't expecting that. Not as bad as I thought. All right. Well, before we get started, we have a few uh, housekeeping things to deal with. We do have a uh, review on the iTunes, so uh, let me look that up. I guess I probably should have looked that up before I said something. Yeah, I didn't know we had one. Yeah, we have a review, and uh, it's by uh, a friend of the podcast, Rusty Parsons, which... Let me just tell tell you, Rusty, you have just the perfect name for a preacher. Um, yeah. And I know you've heard that before. But he left us a podcast or a podcast review, and the title of it is Youth Pastors Matter Too. Yeah. He gave yeah, us five yeah. stars, which is all that matters, so we can care less about the rest of it, right? Uh, and he said, it's a pretty fair podcast. I really would like to hear more about youth ministry and the role the senior pastor can play in that and how awesome the youth pastors are. It would be an awesome podcast if they would talk more about students and the awesome guys who lead them. Yeah. So, uh, John, would you like to handle that one? Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing. I know he feels all those things, but I, I'm not so sure. I, I think it's all been said. I believe it was Rusty that texted you after last week's episode, right? I probably. You want to share know. that about? About I don't Lottie remember. Moon. <laughs> yeah. He said he's pretty sure that Lottie Moon's going to meet you at the gates and punch you in the face or something yeah. like that. Which, let's just clarify things. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about Lottie. Right? <laughs> yes, you did, dude. You, you said she was ugly. I did not. You brought that <laughs> up. You well, said, yeah, but what'd you say? I said, I said that... Um, she looks like she's taking some hits to the face no, or something. I said that she looks like she could take a punch. That's all I said. Okay. Which means she was a tough lady. That's what I meant by Oh, that. yeah. John, you were the one that said, well, is Ann Judson as pretty as Lottie Moon? Sarcastically. So if we get to heaven, Lottie's coming after you first. Oh, that's, that's all, all right. I'm saying. So man. going back to that question of which theologian do we think we can take? That's right. I think I can take Lottie. You think you can take Lottie? <laughs> I don't know, man. Four foot nothing. Yeah, I think so. I can take her. 
Well, enough frivolity. Let's go. All right. Enough frivolity. The other housekeeping that we have to talk about okay, is sorry. we have stickers. Yeah, we do have some stickers. So uh, we're excited about these. Uh, you may have seen some of them floating around on social media. And yeah. uh, here's the thing about these stickers. We don't want them. <laughs> we want to give them to you. Yeah, I have one. I don't yeah, need any more. That's right. So here's how you can get your very own Imperfect Church Podcast sticker. Yep. We've noticed on our podcasting host that we have several people listening from several unique locations. Yeah. yeah. And so this is how you can get a podcast sticker. Uh, Facebook us or tweet us and tell us who you are, where you're from, where you're listening from, and um, then uh, we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send you an instant message. I mean, we'll send send you a direct Uh, message, not an instant message, and uh, get your address and stuff to mail it to you. Send you out a sticker. So if you want one of those... Just holler at us on uh, the social media platforms, and yep. we'll uh, make it happen. That sounds good, man. All right. Well, um, I thought we gave a pretty good invitation there to, uh, to get a sticker. And so, <laughs> right. uh, speaking of invitations, yeah. today we're going to talk about the pastor and offering invitations. Yeah. So I think this is one of those things that now has uh, become very popular discussion among preachers. Anyway, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know that the congregation really thinks that much about it. True. Uh, but whether or not we should be offering a, a an invitation at the end of our service, mm-hmm. or if we do, what that invitation looks like, yeah. and even the big question of, is this even something that's biblical that we should be practicing? Yeah. So does the Bible set forth a precedent of inviting people to the gospel through approaching or, or ever how you choose to do that? Right. Is an invitation a biblical, a biblical principle? Uh, and if it is, then we should have it in our services. Right. And if we should have it in our services, then what should it look like? Yeah, and uh, just it, just recently uh, we were listening. I was listening. I I'm sure John has listened to it already. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, but the the front pew has a really good podcast on getting ready for Easter. Yes, and yes. Uh, and they mentioned on there that their mm-hmm. state paper in North Carolina had had written an article and sent it out in their state paper of do an invitation for Easter. Oh, Pastor really? Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> the reasoning I thought would be different. Most of the time that you hear um, people saying, uh, "Well, I'm not sure if I want to do an invitation in the sermon," they're usually coming from. Uh, perhaps maybe a reform perspective, yeah. um, you know, maybe a reaction to, uh, maybe reaction to emotionalism, right. that idea. Right. <clears throat> but this paper was arguing that you should do uh, an invitation because, uh, in, in response to the seeker-sensitive movement of we don't want to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Which was a different, a different. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of two different groups of people that are both kind of looking at the invitation and saying, "What should we do with this?" Yeah. And so I think it is worth talking about. Yeah, I think so, and I and I do believe that uh, <laughs> there is a biblical precedent for uh, calling people to respond, and uh, and I think that we can see that in several different places. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe more so than anywhere, it's clear in Peter's sermon uh, mm-hmm. right after Pentecost. That's right. He seems to be calling for a response. Yeah, and my favorite thing about that sermon is where uh, Peter asked everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes, and uh, <laughs> then he called them forward. Ray, raise your hand. He said, I see that in the back, sir. I see there that you There you go, there you go. Yep, yep. Uh, so, uh, no, mm. we, we do. I, I think from Genesis to Revelation, we see that the gospel is an invitation. Yeah, it is. Uh, it yep. is a call to respond. In fact... If we have not set forth the gospel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we have not. If we if we've just set it forth intellectually and not yeah, called for a response, yeah, we haven't yeah. given the whole gospel. Yeah. Likewise, sure. if we just call for a response and we don't give the intellectual aspects of the gospel, sure, then we've done something wrong too. Right. 
Yeah, and I think that's where we have to be sure that we are including both of these aspects of the sermon. And if we're going to do both of these things, then it needs to be something that we think about. That's right. And uh, I'm afraid for most of us, we think through the the, the intellect or the, the, the mind of the sermon. We spend a lot of time, hopefully, uh, spending time inside developing that sermon. Mm-hmm. And very little time is given to the response yeah. or h- how we're going to call people to respond or what we want them to respond That's to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may be different for every for every message. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's the gospel, but there may be a part of yeah, the message that's a specific yeah, that's different it. application to it. Uh, so I think there's a couple pitfalls here. Um, one of them is just tacking on an invitation to the end of a service because that's what we do. Yeah. We're yeah, Baptists. Yeah. We're going to have an invitation. Right, right, right. Um, and so we could we could preach a sermon devoid of the gospel mm. and at the end say all right now come to jesus but yeah we haven't told people why yeah we haven't given yeah. them anything so yeah. we want to make sure that we are clearly proclaiming the gospel in our messages and that the invitation flows from the heart of the sermon right it's yeah. not a it's not a uh you know an epilogue or whatever else right. It, it, right. It, it is natural with the sermon yeah, so I think that brings up you brought up, you know, the what we understand as the traditional model of an invitation, which I think most people that would, you know, would listen to this would understand by invitation we mean uh probably that last song that you sing as a part of your worship time. That's right. It's an opportunity to respond just as I am. <clears throat> yes, right. Won't you yeah. come? You have all seven verses. That's it. Something like that. Uh, but but really, do you do you think that, or do, should we believe that this traditional invitation still has value? Mm-hmm. And uh, and if so, if it does have value, what are the benefits to that traditional model of the invitation? Yeah, and I th- I would say that the traditional invitation does still have value, um, and and I would I would not want to. Uh, to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sure. Yes, we have seen, and I have seen in my lifetime, you've seen in your lifetime, um, we have seen the traditional invitation used to manipulate. Yeah. We have seen it drug out. We have yeah. seen it uh, abused. But just because it has been those things yeah. does not mean that it is not worth um, us doing today in a in a biblically responsible way. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think sometimes for the sake of abandoning tradition, we throw things out that yeah. we don't need to throw out. That's it. And uh, you know, at, at my church, and I know at your church as well. Uh, every Sunday and this Sunday, you'll offer an invitation mm-hmm. uh, for people to respond. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think that that traditional model of response, first of all, in our areas, being in the rural area, our people expect to have that opportunity to respond during yeah. that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And when you take it away, unless you clearly communicate another means of response, people don't know how to respond. Right. Mm-hmm. Because naturally, because of our tradition, mm-hmm. this is how we've always responded to the message. Yeah. And so when you remove that, if you don't do a good job of communicating, people don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that there, that alone is a benefit for me. The guy who, the guy who has not been in our church for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, he still remembers the way the invitation was done when he was a kid, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so he can still come in off the street and he knows how to respond. Right. It's kind of like uh, that uh, that statement in a, in a marriage that we don't do anymore, that if there's anyone here that 
um, that has a problem with these two getting married. Speak right. Your peace now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's like the Shrek movie where yeah. Donkey is saying to Shrek, you got to wait for that line. You know, that's the appropriate line. I yeah, yeah, a, yeah. You know, that idea. Yeah. Uh, that idea translates over of we understand that that is, that is the appropriate time to come and, and, yeah. and respond to the gospel. Right. I think where we can do a better job in our churches is helping our people to understand yeah. what does it mean to respond to the gospel. Sure, sure. Is the invitation just for those trying to come to faith to Christ. Right. Uh, what is that invitation for? Yeah, and I think I think again going back to the traditional idea is the 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 response at the end of a service has been used for one of two things. One it's been used to to move one's letter or membership from one church to another. Right. Mm-hmm. And two it's been used to profess Jesus as Lord. Right. And that's pretty much the only two things traditionally I think I think that that's the two things that we've uh, we've 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 desired from our people. Yeah. Uh which is why inside of traditional Baptist churches you don't have a lot of uh you don't have a lot of altar praying, you don't have a lot yeah. of confession. Mm-hmm. You, those things aren't really expected in the traditional model. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I think what we have to do is say yes, this is a a time for you to confess Christ. Yes, this is a time for you to to join this fellowship of believers. Mm-hmm. But this is also a time for you to confess your sins to the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. This is also a time for you to pray for one another. You know, that, give all of the opportunities that we want people to respond to uh, during that traditional time. So. Yeah, and I think often people do what we expect them to do. Yeah, right. And so if we are if we are continually reminding our people. Uh, this is this is the time to respond to what you have heard in God's right, word. Right. We can respond in many different ways, and we yeah. want you to take this opportunity either in your pew or come down uh, to the front here and, right. and pray, yeah. seek the Lord in these ways. I think if we make that clear, then we will see people respond. Yeah, right. And I think that's part of the, the failure of us as pastors. Going back to that time, we spend a lot of time in the preparation of our sermon very little time preparing for the response. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and I know I do. That's one of the most difficult parts of a sermon preparation for me mm-hmm. is the response. The conclusion, the response, the call to respond, that can be very hard. And mm-hmm. uh but it's something that we've got to say, "Hey, yeah, this is this is worthy of my time." Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I need to put a little bit of effort into it. Um so because I think the traditional method of response is still valuable. Yeah, and this idea of the invitation it is something that the church has, has wrestled with for, for years. Um, you go all the way back to um, the 17th century and Andrew Fuller, and uh, he, you know he and some other uh, ministers are, are struggling with this idea of offering the gospel, the free offer of the gospel, and how yeah. do you do that? Um, and of course, then you have uh, you have these these movements that are uh, that are worried that if if we offer the gospel freely in an invitation type method, is that going to be a manipulation? Is that right. going to be a an act of stealing glory from God who mm-hmm. saves? Mm-hmm. How do we do this? Mm-hmm. And I love, he, of course, Andrew Fuller is known for writing the book "The Gospel Worthy of All Acceptance." Right, and uh, he writes in there. This will be our dead man talking for today. He writes, I believe it is the duty of every minister of Christ plainly and faithfully to preach the gospel to all who will hear it. Mm. And as I believe the inability of men to do spiritually good, things to be holy of the moral and therefore of the criminal kind, and that is their duty to love the Lord Jesus Christ and to trust in him for salvation, though they do not. I therefore believe free and solemn and solemn addresses, invitations, calls, and warnings to them be not only consistent but directly adapted as means in the hand of the Spirit of God to bring them Mm. to Christ. I consider it as part of my duty, which I could not omit without being guilty of the blood of souls. Wow. In other words, 
I know that man can do nothing by himself. Yeah, yeah. Yet, I know that God uses our call to repentance yeah. through his Holy Spirit to bring people to Christ. Yeah. So if I don't do it, I'm guilty of men's souls. Yeah, and I mean, basically what he's saying is you have not presented the gospel if right. you have not presented a response to the gospel. That's right. Because the gospel, requ- the gospel requires our response. That's right. And so uh, I think I think that's good. And I, I know that part of the frustration of the traditional model of invitation is is that it seems as if there are times, there are moments, there are seasons in our church's lives where there there does not seem as if there is fruit mm-hmm. from yeah. that type of response. Right. And I think that is short-sighted mm-hmm. um, because people respond. You know, I know that's a cliche to say to not make a decision is to make a decision, right. you know, kind of right. deal. And, and yet people are. They're making a decision. And they may be making a decision in their pew that they do not feel necessary to march the aisle mm-hmm. to declare, right? So uh, so I think the call has to be present uh, in order to, uh, to bring them to the gospel. So let's kind of... Um, change directions a little bit and try to think about uh, how we can make an effective invitation. Yeah. So how do we do this effectively? So here's, here's the thing. The work has already been done for us. Right. Because O.S. Hawkins has written a book. <laughs> I think there's like, I don't know, 30 alliterated points yeah. of how to do a good invitation. We, we wonder why we can't get on the Lifeway Leadership Podcast. Well, that's, that's exactly why. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Most people say do alliteration so it helps people remember. I'm not memorizing 30 points. I don't care if you alliterate them or not. That man is the master (laughs) of alliteration. Uh, No, but how do we do an effective invitation? Uh, Well, I think first off, we need to make sure that we understand exactly what we're calling them to. Yeah. We've talked about that, right? Um, Don't these vague ideas, okay, uh, we're going to have an invitation and we invite you to come. Yeah, right. What does that mean? Yeah. Right, yeah. so we want to make sure. That what am I coming to? Right, what am I coming to? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we are. We, we may say something like, uh, in, "In a moment, we're going to have a time of response, and yeah. we ask you that if you do not know Jesus, today is the sure. day to come sure. to Jesus." Um, at this point, you know, we we ask you to come and to pray. We ask you to whatever, lay right. it out before them. That's going to take time, and that's going to that's going to take. Not only time in the moment, but that's going to take uh, time to think through before that time. Yeah, and even you know we've we've heard it said before that uh, you know in a sermon we want to tell people what we're going to tell them, tell them, and then remind them what we that's told it. them, kind of deal. Yeah. It's same thing when it comes to response. Somewhere at the beginning of our time together, we need to tell the people how we want them to respond. That's it. You know, I mean, I'm going to call you to salvation today, maybe. Right. And the way that you're going to respond to that salvation call is. Whatever I think, I think preparing people to respond early on mm-hmm. gives their mind time and maybe their um, their anxieties time to calm, and right. so they'll be willing to walk down when yeah. the time comes. So I think you're right. Have an expectation, communicate clearly that expectation to them. When a time a response comes, it's something that they've heard before. They know what they're responding to. Yeah. Um, another thing I think that is really important, and this goes back to that, talking about having seasons in your church when people are not responding, mm-hmm. is we have to just acknowledge that the, the response time needs to be done well but ultimately, the response is not up to us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not our burden That's to carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that doesn't give you freedom to be lazy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, it still means we have to work. It still means we have to think through. It still means we have to prepare. We have to, uh, we have to preach well. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what the Lord chooses to do in the midst of hearts and minds in the pew is between the Lord and the minds in That's the it. pew. Mm-hmm. And so I think... 
a, a good invitation is one that starts maybe on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Not 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 only in the preparation, but in the praying. Yeah. You know, I've heard people say that they walk through the sanctuary, and I, I I've done this uh, for time times in the past as well. You walk through the sanctuary, and you as you're preparing your message, you're thinking about the people yeah. that are in the pew, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about the way the Lord is already working in their life and how. God may be calling them to something, praying for them, asking God to use maybe this sermon mm-hmm. to draw them to Himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So being dependent on God, I think, is one of those things we may we may shuffle over to the side, mm-hmm. and uh, it's probably the most important aspect of an effective invitation. I think. Yeah, I think so, and I think you know we're we're reminded um, that that God is in control of these things. And so we want, yeah, we, sure. we absolutely want to depend on him and in in those moments. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's Spurgeon said one time I read a Spurgeon quote that was really challenging to me. And it said something like, um, don't expect to reap a harvest on Sunday if you have not sown seeds throughout yeah. the week. Yeah. And I wow, think that, that's right. That goes back to your, your, uh, are you praying? Are yeah. you, are you out talking with your people, yeah. loving on your people? Um, if you haven't, if you haven't sowed those seeds, then mm-hmm. you won't reap a harvest on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And you shouldn't have a great expectation. Right. I mean, not that the Lord can't do something miraculously right. without your work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. but, but God wants to see us faithfully praying and asking him to move in the hearts and lives That's of right. people. And, and I think the expectation of response needs to really happen before 1155 on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It needs to be before that time. So having that dependence, I think, I is think good. I think dependence is good. I think another way to do effective imitation um, is going to be focusing on your length. Yeah. What's yeah. a proper length of an invitation? Yeah. So I grew up in the uh, come, 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 come now, we come don't now, sing this come now. One more time, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, one more time, yeah. right? And so, uh, and I have a guy on the opposite side of that that jokingly says, "If you want to respond at First Baptist Union, you better go running when the first yeah. word is saying." <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating uh, the response time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm giving enough time to respond. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think that's good. You know, uh, we've all heard the stories of, and we've seen them where the the preacher says something like, "We're not going to stop singing until someone comes down," right? Because yeah. I know someone's going to come. That's down. right. Yeah, uh, that is that is manipulation. It is. Right? It is. Uh, and it we, is. We don't. That, what you're doing there is you're not relying upon the Lord to do things. Yeah. You, yeah. you are making things happen yourself. Yeah. Um, and certainly, uh, the Lord has used tactics like that before mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. He is gracious and merciful. Yeah. Uh, but that does not mean that we should um, use those actions ourselves. Yeah. We ought to try to be as biblical as possible. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I typically we're going to sing two to three verses of a hymn. We're not going to we're not going to do all seven verses. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you time to respond. Yeah. And I may even say something after the uh, after we stop singing. I may sure. say, you know, if there's if there's still business that needs to be done, and my my door is always open. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, come let's let's do business with the Lord. You know, right. Uh, but we're not gonna we're not gonna stay there thirty minutes. Yeah, because you know, I remember being on the opposite side of that, feeling the Lord, feeling the Lord's conviction and draw to make a response, mm-hmm. maybe at some time, and 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 bargaining with God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. saying, God, if we sing one more, I'm going to go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then that one more comes and say. 
well, I meant one more. That's right. I really <laughs> meant know? two more. I really meant That's two right. more. Yeah, you weren't really listening. So, uh, and, and and there are times when I have I've left that place and did not physically respond, mm-hmm. but understand that the invitation is not closed. Right. Yeah. It's not a closed mm-hmm. invitation. And I've heard people say that before. Yeah. I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah. So you come back, and another time you have an opportunity to to minister to those people inside of your uh, inside of your congregation. I tell my congregation that the invitation is not over. Right. We're just changing the way we do it yeah. when we leave here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think length has a lot to do with it because people can grow tired. They can grow weary yeah. <laughs> of your invitation. Yeah. So anyway, so that's another key to an effective invitation, I believe. And again, one that we've talked about uh, over and over again is developing the invitation. Mm-hmm. So making sure people understand where you're taking them. And when you get there, helping them to know how they ought to respond. So. Yeah, I think that's good, um, and you know that that's gonna that's gonna go along with your application. Yeah, I know is. application is something that we that we struggle with. Pastors yeah. struggle with. How does this apply? And in fact, I, I've started to say um, in several of my sermons lately, I've started to say, all right, what does this have to do with us on Monday morning? Right, right. Uh, because I want to I want to ask that question. I want to work through that question. Yeah. Figure out what what do I need to? What is this text calling us to do? Right. Right, and so that's going to change text by text, and we got to think about those things. And then when it comes invitation time, we say the text today has called us to this point. Yeah. So you need to do this today. Yeah. This yeah. is what the text is demanding upon us. This is what God through His Holy Spirit is applying to us. Yeah. Uh, so come, you know, one of the things I say all the time is when we come to the scriptures, we have wrong actions in our life and we have wrong thinking. Yeah. And so the text is going to challenge those in this invitation time. It's time to fix that action or to fix yeah. that thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's that, that's what we need to be thinking through when sure. we get ready for the invitation time. Sure, and a lot of this is uh, stuff that it, it it's added to the mm-hmm. list of things we need to do that's in it. sermon that's prep. It. And mm-hmm. and we have we've talked about sermon prep a lot on this podcast, and and it seems like we continue to add another layer that's and right. another layer and another layer. And and sermon prep is really a multi layered, difficult, mm-hmm. complex process. And this is one of those layers we need to add on top of right. it. That be thinking through that. What does the text say? And then how do I call people to respond to what it says? Yeah. And that question of what does the text say, we've already dealt with in previous That's in right. previous episodes. Right. So, uh, so those are some keys to effective invitations. Uh, you know what I think is interesting is that now we're seeing different methods of response. Yeah. Um, you know we we have a friend who uh, who doesn't really enjoy the invitation at the end, him singing invitation, and so uh, they invite people. They do both, but they invite people also to meet with a pastor mm-hmm. in the yeah. in a room, mm-hmm. a counseling room after church is over. So if you don't want to walk down the aisle, you don't have to walk down the aisle in that moment. You can just go meet with uh, one of their pastors after church. Yeah. That's a way to respond right it's it's a way to respond another way that we can uh we can be called uh to christ and there are other ways as well that i'm sure you're going to love some of these but what are some of the new methods that you have uh Man, I'm you've telling heard you, i am not on the new methods right <laughs> when you say new methods of invitation you know what i'm thinking of i'm thinking what? about the new measures of charles finney and i'm thinking i ain't about that all right oh um, yeah i don't I'm, know I, I think i think you're right we live in a in a uh, a different uh, culture than the culture yeah. that existed 50 years ago. Sure, and we do need to. We need. We need to. Uh, I don't know. Modify some of the things we do. Uh, we need to evaluate some of the things we do. Uh, I would. Uh, you have written down text response. I don't have a clue what that means. Uh, all, I, all I would. Well, all see, would we say, we have these new phones now uh, I just, that you can uh, <laughs> that you can respond. Uh, you can respond to a certain number. 
you know, and it'll all go to one one thing, one 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 gathered space, and so people can see that Ryan has responded to the message. You could text. Yeah, I don't know about that. Huh? And here's why. <laughs> uh, we, I think, part of the gospel invitation is a is a call from a person. God through a person to another person okay. in person. I think if we <laughs> if we if we digitalize all these things, this is what we're doing. We're, we're effectively doing what Walmart has done with the self check. Oh right? my goodness, we're doing a self response. You're exaggerating. Uh, that is an exaggeration. But let's be honest <laughs> that that is a pitfall, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna say, all right, listen, you don't even have to come talk to a pastor. Just yeah, 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 on yeah. your Computer man, and we'll make. Well, I happen. think the, I think the text response is the opening of the door for a conversation mm. to follow. That's yeah. the way I would say it. So it would be similar to. We have a tear off tab on our worship guide. Yes, okay. And so you could you can mark on that tear off tab. I want I want to be saved, or right. I want more information about joining this yeah. church. That sort of thing. That I'm that that is the beginning point. Yes. for the conversation because I know you're probably like me as well. The people who come to join our church on Sunday mornings, nine times out of ten, I have had a conversation with them, correct, and I know that they're coming, right. And that's the way that I would rather it happen, yes. mm-hmm. uh, rather than have this, you know, all of a sudden, I don't really know what to do with you, so I sit you down and tell you, you're going to have to join another time after we can talk. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation. So I think the text response and the tear-off tab response, <clears throat> same thing to me. You, you're, what you're doing is you're saying, hey, this is a means by you can just, that you can open the door, right. that yeah. we can begin the conversation yes. about what what your next steps might be I, uh, as I'm, a church. I am completely okay with that in the sense that it leads to a face-to-face conversation. Right. So what you're thinking right. is, like, I'm saying, you text message, I want to be saved, and a robot says, well, follow up. Here's the robot. <laughs> Road. Right. Reply yeah. yes if you want to be saved. Yeah. All right, text after me. Yeah. Uh, which, let's be honest, yeah. I, I know churches that you know we've talked about them before that count their online. Church That's right. As That's Facebook right. That's right. Views. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if we're and people who say I was saved today, they they count them as their salvation. Right. And so I'm not. Yeah, I'm we, with we you on that. We as human beings, we are fallen creatures. Yeah. I feel like that's a fallen model. I, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you with that. I'm, what I'm talking about in a text response is, is a means by which you can start a conversation. That's, right. that's okay. what I mean. Yeah. And and the tear-off tab is the same thing to me uh, as, uh, as, as the what text What do you feel about maybe saying something like, hey, if you want to get saved today... Um, then raise your hand and come join us and uh, a chance to win a car. And possibly <laughs> you can win a car and we'll talk about salvation. What do you feel about something like that? Yeah, I would say that is a bad idea. Okay, because I've yeah. seen that too. So yeah, I would say that's a bad idea. I, I think that shows that, – that leads to a good way we can wrap up this talk of, of invitation. Our invitations ought to be genuine. Yeah, they should be. Uh, why are we giving an invitation? Are we giving an invitation because we want our numbers to be big at the church? Yeah. Or are we giving an invitation because we know that the gospel demands that human beings respond? Yeah. Uh, why are we are we giving an invitation because we know it's a matter of life and death? Yeah. Uh, what are we doing? And I think we have to be thinking through that. Why do we want yeah. people to come to Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it because we believe that he's beautiful and worthy mm. of all acceptance? Mm. We believe that he is worthy to save, yeah. and we desire that our people come to be saved? Or... Do we like church uh, church to be big and yeah. bolsterous? Do we want to get on Facebook when we get home and say so many people got saved? Right, right. Why are right. we doing it? Yeah, I think that's a good question. the the motive The motive of the preacher's heart is one that we have to keep in check yeah. all the time. And uh, and and I think that your invitation uh, probably reflects the motive of your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to say that that way, but I think so. I but think but right. it may, and so uh, we need to be careful in how how that we do that. So call people to Christ. 
Uh, I believe you need to call them to respond. Mm-hmm. Call them to respond visually by walking down the aisle. Call them to respond uh, by beginning a conversation yeah. with you somehow. Uh, but but call them to respond nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right, we're wrapping up. Um, John, what are you preaching after Easter? <laughs> yeah, since we've already done the Easter, I thought we would do the after That's Easter. Good. Yeah, so we have a lot of standalone sermons that are coming up, and so I, this time of year is, uh, is I'm not really doing through a book or uh, or or through a certain topic. So I'm, you're not really preaching. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, you've got graduation coming, you got Mother's Day, yeah. you got Father's yeah. Day, you've got this this week after Easter, which I think is a good opportunity because you're going to have some you're you're going to have some takeovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to have some people who came that are mainly just easter people but they're going to come back next week Mm -hmm. and so i think i'm i'll do something standalone that'll apply to that and uh so then we're getting kind of a you know just kind of a standalone sermon series until we get to summer yeah so what you got going on well i am uh going to be beginning our kind of our summer series Uh, Mm -hmm. typically what i do is I, i do a uh, a smaller summer series. Last year, I preached through the the seven letters to the Book of Revelation. Yeah. Um, this year, we're going to go uh, through the Ten Commandments. Oh yeah, so that's I'm good. excited about that. Um, ten weeks. Ten weeks. That's right. <laughs> Lord willing, we'll get through it in ten weeks. Oh um, my goodness. I mean, like things I mean, happen, things pop up. Oh, you I thought you go. meant you were going to spend more than more than ten weeks on the Ten John, Commandments. John frowns upon the preaching of the Word of God. I don't know if you know that or not. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Are you reading anything new? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm trying, trying to get, get through, through this pastoral ministry no, I book. Understand. I understand. All right. Well, like we said at the beginning, we do. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, we ask that you would like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, we got a new review just this week. We're up to 42. Maybe we can get 50 by the next time we record. So one week to get 50. I'm just asking that 80 you do it, right? John, can we do that? John's Sorry, on, the on the phone. John's already checked out. <laughs> uh, that's the reason why I asked that. So on the phone. that's all right. Well, um, if you want a sticker, then you know what to do. Get on social media. Uh, tell us your name and where you're listening from, and we'll send you a message, and you can send us your address, and we'll send you a sticker. All right. We will see you next week. And until then, keep loving your imperfect church, and remember one day she will be perfected in glory. Do, 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 Today do, is April 19, 2019, do, 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 and I'm Albert Muller. Do, do, do. <laughs>